0: Suspense! Tonight, Roma Wines bring you an all-star cast of Hollywood radio players headed by Wally Mayer in Dead Earnest. A suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines
1: by William Spear. Suspense! Radio's outstanding theater of thrills is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now, a glass full would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you a remarkable tale of... Suspense!
2: Accident report submitted to Police Inspector Blandon from Lieutenant Steve Healy. Place 15th Street and 4th Avenue, Time: 2.45 p.m. March 11. Remarks. Ernest Bowers, 8:34, 34, was crossing intersection as signal light changed from green to red. A car driven by Theodore Toby made a legal right turn from 15th Street into 4th Avenue. Hey!
1: Hey, look
3: out!
2: Hey! hey look out All right, come on now, come on, let me throw here. All right, stand back. Have a
4: look. he hurt that, officer. I didn't see him. Honest, I didn't. I had the right away.
0: Yeah, he's passed out. Hey, one of you people call an ambulance. I'll move. Yeah, all right, you. Okay, move back. Move back.
4: He's bleeding. Here, I'll, I'll prop up his head. Yeah, yeah, use his jacket. Here, I'll hold him. Golly, he's limp. Feels like he... Just like he's dead. Yes.
2: Ernest Bowers felt like he was dead. Ernest Bowers suffered from catalepsy, a strange disease. He carried at all times a note in his inside jacket pocket stating that he was a cataleptic and that in the event of seeming death, his wife should be immediately notified or his doctor in the event his wife is unavailable. The letter also requested that no autopsy or embalming should be performed on his body for 72 hours. Although in his particular case, the duration of the attacks were usually four hours or less. Ernest Bowers also wore a sterling silver bracelet with an inscription reading, Do not embalm me. I am not dead. Catalepsy is a disease of the nerves and mind. The physical condition of the cataleptic when he's under a spell closely resembles death in all aspects, including the primary stages of rigor mortis. Officer Abbott was on the scene of the accident. He administered first aid to the injured man before making out his report. Ah, There, now to
4: stop the bleeding. Like just a cut on his forehead when he hit the ground. Nothing much. Well, he can't be hurt bad, officer. I didn't hit him hard.
2: Yeah, that's right. It looked like just a little bump. That's all. All right, all I right. Clear back. clear back,
4: clear right back. Let's on. have a little air
2: in here. I'd have to take down some information. All right. What's your name?
4: Theodore Toby. Here, here's my license. Hey, hey, you kids!
3: Hey, what did those kids do? They picked up something off the street. I saw.
4: There's the ambulance. Oh, here it comes. Gee, I hope he's all right. It doesn't look like he's breathing.
2: My gosh, he ain't! All right, I told you to get back. Come on now, he's back, all of you.
0: I'm glad you got here, Doctor. He's out cold. Hello, officer, let's have a look here. Yeah, I'll say he is. All right, let's get him away. He's dead. Well, anyway, it didn't happen in the ambulance. Okay, we'll take him away. Uh, keep, keep him back, will you, officer?
5: All right, keep back. All right, clear out. The show's over. Come on. Well, it's right, the go.
1: second one today. Yeah. Well, let's go. Come on. Hey, uh, whose coat was that he was laying on? Well, I don't know. Did you pick it up? No.
0: Hey, uh, officer. Yeah. Uh, where's the coat? Yeah. Oh my golly, it's gone. Okay, never mind. Let's go, Payne.
2: Ernest Bowers had lost the identification of his condition. The letter was in the inside pocket of his jacket. The silver chain he wore on his left wrist had snapped and fallen to the pavement. Two youngsters picked up the chain. Robert Minnelli, age nine and a half, and Tommy Stoner, eight. Hey!
6: Hey, cop yelled at us. Did you hear him? Yeah. Maybe we should give it back. Nah, what for? So he can keep it? Screw on the back to your father's shop, Bob. It sure is a nice chain. Hey, there's writing on it. Maybe it's the guy's name. Was he hurt bad? Nah, just a little bump. What's it say? Well, just a second. We'll be out of the alley. Yeah, Pop's gone home to eat. Well, let me see it. Well, wait a second, will you? It says, do not involve, em- Do not something me. I am not dead. It's screwy. What'll we do with it? Sell it, dopey. But that's stealing, Bob. It ain't stealing. We found it, didn't we? When when we try to sell it, they'll ask us where we got it. What'll we tell them? Nothing. Use your head. You know what we'll do? What? We'll use Pop's welding torch. We'll melt it down. He, he told us not to use it. Pop ain't here, is he? No. Well, come on. There it is. Yeah. Here, put it on that brick. Okay. Yeah. Be careful. I don't know too much about this. What are you kids doing in there? Huh? Huh? Oh. Hello, Pop. Nothing, Mr. Minnelli. We ain't doing nothing.
5: Nothing, huh? Eh? I thought I told you kids not to go near that to torch.
6: Well, we want to melt this down. Give
5: me that. Huh? Now, what's this all about?
6: We found this chain, Papa, and we want to melt it down and sell
5: it. Oh, who's it?
6: Well, we don't know, do we, Tommy?
5: No, no, we don't. Uh, where do you get?
6: We found it.
5: Come on, let us let me have it. Come oh, on. There's
6: nothing wrong, Pop. We just found it, see? It's ours.
5: Let me see. Say something. Do not uh, em, embalm me. I'm not dead. What's that?
6: It's screwy.
5: What do you find
6: In the street. Honest, Papa, ask Tommy.
5: All right, all right. Go on and get out of here, please.
6: Well, uh, how about melting it down, Pop? We can sell it and buy some baseball.
5: All right. Uh, I'll keep it back.
6: Look at Tommy. See it? Yeah. Starting to melt. Uh-huh. See how he does it? Keep away, I told you. It's all melted. Whoa.
2: They sold the melted chain to a dealer for $1.30. $1.30. But the coat, the coat was the principal thing. In the coat, in the inside pocket was the letter. The information about Bauer's condition was in the letter. The instructions that would save his life. The coat was picked up from the street by Honest Jerry Murdoch. Now, there's a big sign near the corner of 15th Street. It says, Honest Jerry Murdoch, swap shop. He brought the coat into a store, rummaged around on his shelves until he found some cleaner, and then started to clean the blood. Uh,
7: I'm looking for a sport jacket. Uh, just a minute. Hey now, what kind? Conservative. Yeah. Will you come over here, please? Sure. Yeah, something on that order. Well, pick out what you want there. Uh, how much do you want to spend? What about five bucks. <laughs> These cost more. How right. much? From eight to twelve. Over here, we got some cheaper. This don't look so hot for eight bucks. From eight to twelve. Over here... I'll take a look. Mm. No, these don't appeal to me. Well, what size do you wear? Forty. Well, here. We'll try this one on. Nice and conservative. Oh, kind of tight around the shoulders. Yeah, it looks cheesy. Huh? Well, I guess you ain't got... Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's your hurry? I'm just putting a new one in stock. Over here with a count. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, that looks all right. What size is it? I don't know. Here, try it on. Okay.
4: Yeah, ah, this feels all right. It's kind of stiff in front here, though.
7: It's almost out. new, ain't it? You'll break it in. Feels like cardboard or something. You want it? Five dollars. Okay. Uh, there might still be a couple of stains on it I ain't had time to take up. Use some cleaner on it or bring it to the table. It'll be better than new. Yeah. Here's a five.
2: Ernest Bowers was brought to the receiving room Of the Vedder General Hospital the time, 4.10 If Bowers was going to awaken It would probably be before 6.45 Intern on duty, Dr. Weldon Made out his report He wrote it down while standing
0: near the telephone switchboard Now listen, honey uh, Get this guy's wife on the phone If he's got a wife Here Here's his wallet.
8: Another dead one?
0: Yep. That is a macro. I'm going to stay that way, too.
8: Now his home phone is here. I'll give it a whirl. Uh, let's
0: see.
6: Yeah.
8: Yes? Uh, this is Vedder General Hospital. Is there anybody by the name of Bowers at home? That's Bowers. B-O-D-O-S. She's going to see. How did it happen?
0: Accident. Automobile hit him. Funny. What's funny? Superficial cut on forehead. Apparently, heart failure. I'm going to request an autopsy. I'd like to find out whether the heart disease was chronic or not.
4: Hello? Oh, here she is again.
6: Nope, nobody home.
8: Uh, is Mr. Bowers married?
6: His wife says he is.
8: Uh, where can I reach her? There's been an accident.
6: I don't know. She's out.
8: Uh, will you tell her to call the Vetter
6: General Hospital? Yes. What happened? Mr. Bowers is dead.
0: Can't reach her, huh? Nope. See, I'd sure like to do that autopsy. Maybe later, after he's gone to the morgue. Get me the orderly room.
7: Okay, yeah, use that one over there, here. Yeah? Okay. Hello?
0: Hello, Payne?
3: Yeah.
0: And this is Dr. Weldon. There's a delivery for you to go to the morgue. I
1: uh, know. Yeah. Well, I ain't had nothing to eat since, uh... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, since lunch. Go on now. It's down in receiving room B. The papers are down there, too.
1: Uh, why can't it wait a few minutes? It's
0: got to go now. They'll want to start the embalming so they can go home.
2: How
1: about sending one of the other boys? I don't
0: care, just as long as it gets there.
2: It was then 4.22 in the afternoon. Dr. Theodore J. Weldon left uh, Honey at the switchboard and walked upstairs to the intern quarters and settled down to reading the sports page of the afternoon paper. At that moment, if anyone had been in receiving room B of Better General Hospital, where the body of Ernest Powers lay on the patient carriage, they could have seen a fly crawl slowly across the face of the dead man. They would have seen his nose twitch. <laughs>
0: Suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you an all-star cast of Hollywood radio players headed by Wally Mayer in Dead Earnest. A radio play by Cecil Lester and Merwin Girard. Roma Wines' presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense.
2: Henry Prince had purchased the coat in which the letter was that could save the life of Ernest Bowers. When Henry Prince left the second-hand clothes store, he stopped to have a chat with some friends, made some purchases at the grocery store, and started home. The time? A few minutes after five. He lived about two blocks from the scene of the accident. His wife was waiting
7: for him. Well, how do you like it for five bucks?
8: Oh, it looks all right. <laughs> What's that? A spot?
7: Hmm? Where?
8: Well, take it off for a second. Yeah, sure.
4: I wonder what it is. Oh, he said there were a couple of spots. Cleaner yeah. will take them off. Yeah,
8: looks like it might be. What, what's this in the pocket? I don't know. Oh, honestly. To whom it may concern, please open and read. Oh, that's what Mr. Pops did. Uh, this note is carried on my person wherever I go. It is to advise responsible parties that I am a, uh cataleptic, Hmm? that if it appears as though I am dead, I am not, and that my body is not to be molested for a period of 72 hours, neither by autopsy nor by embalming, although the maximum periods of my attacks usually do not exceed four hours. Please telephone my wife, Mrs. Margaret Bowers, Fulton 11231. This is a boarding house. Address, eight four one 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 half 25th Street. If she is not there, please try X-Mister-43422. This is the number of Dr. Benton. It is of vital importance. It may mean my life. Thank you, Ernest Fowler. <laughs> That's a funny one. Where'd you get the coat, Henry?
4: Get on, us, Jerry Murdoch.
8: I wonder what we can do. I well, think
4: it's probably forgotten already. Somebody sold the coat to him. Got to take the letter out.
8: No, it doesn't sound like something a guy'd forget. No, the
4: devil.
8: Well, It might be important. Look at that, Henry. Hmm? The spots look like blood.
4: Now, too dark.
8: That's the color blood turns. I'm going to telephone that number. Go
4: ahead, but I think you're wasting your time. All right, all
8: right.
4: I didn't want to mess around.
8: Oh
6: shit.
8: <sighs> oh, I- I'd like to talk to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bowers. She ain't in. Well, how do you know? You didn't even she go. She went
6: out, and you ain't the first after her.
8: Who else wanted to get in touch with her?
6: Somebody I don't know who.
8: Oh, uh-huh. well, thank you. Hey, see, you're wasting your time. Well, oh, I'm gonna try that, that Doctor Benton. Oh. Think, uh, four, three, four, two, three.
7: Look, I'm hungry.
8: Oh, oh, busy.
4: How about some dinner?
8: It's cooking. It's cooking. You know, I just can't get it out of my head. That guy, whoever he is, lying there. People thinking him dead when he ain't. Maybe doing things to him. What's embalming?
4: Well, he do that at the morgue. It's preparing his body for burial. I think they take all the blood out of his veins.
8: Well, that would kill him if he wasn't already dead. Well,
4: couldn't kill him no deader.
8: Henry, I'm going to find out about that coat. Where's this place you bought it? On
4: Oh, now, wait a minute, Francis. Look, I put in a good day's work. I'm tired. Listen. I don't want to run around the city looking for something I don't even know about. Well,
8: I'll go myself. Now, how
4: about me at home here while you go out? I want to eat. I'm hungry. Well,
8: dinner won't be ready for another 15 minutes anyway. Where is the place?
4: Oh, all right. I'll go with you.
8: Oh, why don't they answer? What? Well, he ain't back yet. What the sign say? Ten minutes? Yeah, but those
4: guys put up signs like that if they're going away for an hour. Well, we can
8: wait just a few more minutes, Henry. Oh, come
4: on, Francis.
8: Yes. Hello. Oh, is is uh, is Mrs. Bowers in? No. Uh, Mr. Bowers? No, he's dead. Oh, he
6: is? That's what they tell me. Look. You're what... bothering me, lady. I got a meal set on the table. I can't be answering a million questions. Yeah, listen.
8: All I want to know is when Mr. <coughs> Bowers dies. How
6: do I know? Ask Mrs. Bowers. She'll be home
8: soon. Oh, yeah, thanks. <coughs> Well? Mr. Bowers is dead. I found that out.
4: Well, see, I told you. Well,
8: what about the letter, then? What if he ain't dead? What if they only think he's dead? Well, what do you want to do, wait here all night? No, I'm going to go down to that place where you bought the coat. You're going traipsing around the whole city?
4: If I have to... Well, without me, then... Well,
8: all right, all right. Do as you
4: please. I'll be home. I'm hungry. If you think more of a crazy letter than you do of feeding your own husband, then that's all.
8: What do you mean, that's all? That's what I
4: said. That's all. Oh,
8: Henry, the trouble with you is you just don't have no imagination. No, I
4: just don't have no imagination. I'm just a home-loving guy. That's all. I don't go sticking my nose where it don't belong. Well,
8: go on home, then. I'll find out about it. (laughs) Busy, busy. How can a doctor's line be always busy? Say, hey, uh, pardon me. Sure, sure. What do you have? I, uh, I just want to find out about the man next door. Do you know when he'll come back?
5: Who, oh, honest Jerry? No. he
8: there? No, uh, there's a sign on his door that says he'll be back in ten minutes. Uh, I've been waiting for him for more than a half hour.
5: Well, maybe he went home.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know where he lives?
5: <laughs> That's me, lady. Uh,
8: well, well, he will come back.
5: Oh, well, he's usually there when we close up here. That's about seven o'clock.
6: Yeah,
8: well, thank you. Oh, officer. Yes, ma'am? O- officer, d- uh, d- do you know where the fellow who owns that uh, that swap shop lives?
0: Oh, no, ma'am, I don't.
8: Oh. Well, I, I want to get in touch with him. There's a sign in his well, door. Oh, why you ask
0: him, ma'am? There he is now, just going <laughs> in.
8: Oh, gee, thank you. Uh, Mr. Mr. Murdoch? Mr.
7: Murdoch?
8: Yeah? Oh, see, Mr. Murdoch, I'm glad you came back.
7: I'm just having a bite tea. Yeah. Come on in. Thanks. What can I do for you?
8: Uh, You sold my husband a jacket, a sport jacket, this afternoon.
7: Did I? What kind?
8: Uh, it was a light blue one. It it had a few stains on it.
7: Oh, I'm sorry. I can't take anything back once it's sold. No, cold. no,
8: I I don't want to give it back. I uh, w- Where'd you get it, Mr. Murdoch?
7: Well, I don't even know which one you're talking about. I sell a lot of it stuff. It must
8: have been just a few hours ago. Blue blue with uh, with thin red boxes.
7: Oh, what about it? Where'd you get it? What do you want to know for?
8: Well, uh, because th- there was a letter in it, an important letter.
7: I don't know. How can I remember where I got it?
8: Long ago. Was it long ago?
7: I don't see where it's any of your business where I got it. It,
8: it may be important. I've been trying to reach the numbers. The doctor's number's always busy and his, uh, his wife isn't home yet.
7: I don't know uh, what you're talking about. Please, I'm busy. I got lots to do. Yeah, with. but
8: you got to tell me. Just... Listen, look, tell me one thing. D- did you have the jacket in here a long time?
7: Well... Oh, please,
8: it's very important.
7: Uh, well... No, no, uh-huh. I just got it this afternoon.
8: Oh, where did you get it?
7: You said one question. You asked it, I answered it.
8: That's all. There was blood on it.
7: That I can't help. Now, if you excuse Oh, no, excuse listen, me, Mr.
8: Murdoch, you got to tell me. Please.
7: I don't have to tell anybody anything. Uh,
8: Mr. Murdoch, I may be all wrong. I'm probably just crazy doing this, but... But listen, if that man's alive and they do anything to him, I'll just never get over it. I'll ne- I'll just never be able to live with myself.
7: What are you talking about?
8: Well, listen. Listen, there was a letter in the inside pocket of that jacket, you see. It said that Ernest Bowers was a cataleptic.
7: What's that? You mean he goes into pit? No, no,
8: no, no. A cataleptic is somebody who looks like he's he's dead at times, and he isn't. Oh. He he goes into a spell and it looks as though he's dead, you see, mm-hmm. and sometimes they take dead bodies to the morgue, they um and bomb them, and that means they take all the blood out of their veins. Now, now this fellow Bowers is a cataleptic. I don't know whether he's dead or alive, or even if he's he's even worried about this letter, but i got to find out.
7: Uh, uh, well, there was... What? A, what? An accident before the...
8: Where? Who, who was in it?
7: I don't know. Believe me, lady, I didn't know anything about all this. You you, you think this guy who was taken away in an ambulance was a catalepsy? That coat. Was it his? Yeah, lady, but it was left there in the street. They drove away and left Who? The, the ambulance. What ambulance? Oh, I don't know. It was on the corner. The cop was there. He told somebody to call an ambulance. It came and took the man away. Is that
8: the cop? Is that the cop out there now?
7: Yeah. Uh, but look, you got to protect me. I ain't done anything wrong. I don't know anything
6: about it. Officer! Officer! Yeah. Officer! Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ernest Bowers lay on a slab in the morgue. If he were alive, probabilities were that he would regain consciousness before 6.45. The two embalmers on duty at the time had decided to get a bite to eat when the phone rang. But
3: we're going out to eat. Yeah, I know another one just came in. We got it here. Well, what's the rush? No, no, we just want to grab a cup of coffee, and then we'll get right on it. Well, is it our fault if it comes in just when we want to have a... A what? Oh, we can go home after? Oh, well, that puts a different complexion. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what time is it, Tony? Uh, It's 6.30. Doc says if we embalm this one now, we can go home. Well, let's start in then. I'm hungry. Okay. I'll start the motor. Hey, young guy, ain't he? Yeah. I was speaking to the wife about that yesterday. Oh, get the injector out, Tony. And she was saying more and more people die older and older. Hey, here. Looks like we can open through the neck. Yeah. Hey, give me a piece of that gauze. I said the way she should be around this place a while. We get them all ages. Hey, you want me to do it? Oh, that's all right. You'll get the injector ready. Hey, <laughs> look at it. Hey, you know, never think that such a little thing like his heart stops beating could make him dead and not alive. Yeah, hold this steady now, will you? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Uh, just a second. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What's the matter? My glasses. They're clouding up. Well, take them off. Oh, no, it's all right. I'll just clean them. What'd the wife say to that? What? Oh, about all ages? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she didn't have anything to say. Only that most of the guys we deal with probably come to a violent end. Oh, well, there's something in that. Oh, huh, okay. I got my glasses clean. All right. What's... Uh, hmm. What's the matter? They're steamed up again. Funny. Every time I bend over near... I wonder. What? Oh, it must be my imagination. What? I could have sworn this guy was breathing on my glasses. Oh, is he? No, how could he? Well, come on and let's go. It's quarter to seven already. Yeah. Oh, hold it, hold it. I'll get the phone. Oh, let's get this started first. Okay. Now we'll just help. What? Wait. I, what's the matter with you? I, I, th- I thought I saw the guy's hand twitch. Oh, don't be silly. Oh, boy. Oh, it gave me a scare. Hey, let's wait a second. I'll get the phone. Oh, no, it'll probably be another job. We'll never get out of here. Let it ring. That
7: might be my wife.
3: Oh, well, the people are going to hang up before you can pick up the phone. Fo- All right, come on now. Let's get this thing over with. All right. Okay. Now, uh, give me the knife again. That's it. Now, I'll make a nice, neat little incision. Tony. Yeah? Look. I'm bent over like this. I ain't going to move. My glasses are full of steam again.
7: Oh, Lord!
3: Is... Is he alive? Hey, look at me. I'm shaking all over. Look at him, Al. Look at his lips. Listen. I... I... Shut that thing off.
2: Apparently, the life of Ernest Bowers was worth a dollar and thirty cents for a silver bracelet and five dollars for a blood-stained jacket to Honest Jerry Murdoch. Their petty thefts brought a man to the brink of death. As as for the busy telephone in Dr. Benton's office, it wasn't busy at all. The good doctor had unwittingly replaced the receiver on the stand incorrectly. There's uh, just one more episode which perhaps doesn't belong in an accident report, but which I would like to include. After regaining full consciousness, Ernest Bowers put in a telephone call from the morgue.
6: Hello?
3: Hello, Mrs. Brawley. Uh, Is Mrs. Bowers in? I
6: don't know. I didn't see her come in. Josie, see if Mrs. Bowers is home. Who is
7: it? This is Mr. Bowers.
6: Who? Mr. Bowers? They told me he was dead. The hospital called us. And...
3: Yes. I know Mrs. Brawley, but they made a mistake.
6: Oh, well, here she is. Hello? Oh, Ernest? Where are you?
7: Well, darling, it's quite a long story. You
8: see... Never mind. You just get right home, you hear? Dinner's getting ice cold. <laughs>
1: Suspense! Presented by Roma Wines, R-O-M-A, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is Ken Niles for Roma Wines. Perhaps you've noticed how summer's open doors and backyard living promote neighborliness. How often these warm days, casual over-the-fence invitations mark the start of pleasant, friendly evenings. More and more, the keynote of such friendly hospitality is Roma Wine Lemonade. A tall, cold refresher that's an invitation to settle back and enjoy life. Guests enjoy the tangy, thirst-quenching refreshment of Roma Wine Lemonade. Hosts acclaim Roma Wine Lemonade because it costs so little. It's so easy to prepare. You simply squeeze half lemons into tall glasses, add ice, and pour three-quarters full with Roma California Burgundy or any other Roma wine type you prefer. Then fill with water, sweeten to taste, and you have refreshers that make thirst a pleasure. And remember, Roma Wines are selected from the world's greatest wine reserves. That's why refreshers made with Roma are better tasting every time. So insist on Roma, R-O-M-A, Roma Wines, enjoyed by more Americans than any other wine.
0: Next Thursday, same time, Roma Wines will bring you Mr. Henry Danielle as star of... Suspense,
1: radio's outstanding theater of thrills. Produced by William Spear for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.